Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. I'm committed to help you to understand the kingdom of heaven better and to function with optimal fruitfulness as a kingdom citizen and ambassador. In today's episode, we're going to talk about God's grand master plan. God's master plan has always been the extension of the rule of his kingdom to all creation natural or spiritual. In fact, the Bible starts with the kingdom of heaven and ends with it. And everything that God does is with a view to extending his kingdom. I would like also to say that the kingdom of heaven predates the existence of all created things on earth. And you should note that all spiritual beings, including Lucifer, that is Satan, and the fallen angels were part of the kingdom of heaven. When you look at the scriptures in uh, Psalms 90 from verse 1, uh, from verse 1 the Bible says, it says that, uh, Lord, you have been our dwelling throughout all generation before the mountains were born or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting you are God. So he's speaking about God uh, from everlasting to everlasting, from eternity to eternity. He is God. The scriptures also uh, speak about the uh, speak 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 about the same thing in Colossians chapter one verse fifteen and sixteen, verse fifteen to seventeen. He says, "He is the image of the invisible God." It's speaking about Jesus Christ. The king of kings then verse 16 says for by him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created by him and for him so you can see that from the bible that uh, the kingdom of heaven predated the existence of all created things because jesus is the king of kings he is god the son so everything was created by him and for him. And in, in him, all things hold together. I would also like to add that uh, uh, as the everlasting king, God designed all creation in the natural and spiritual realm to function within the framework of his kingdom. His plan is to have everything centered on him as the king his will, purposes, and plans. He wants everything to be centered on him, to be centered on his will, to be centered on his purposes and plans. This is why every initiative that is not God-centered malfunctions, or if you can put it another way, does not operate optimally. You realize this even when you examine your life, that whatever is not God-centered, whether it's to do with your marriage or family or your relationships or your pursuit of, uh, of, life, of matters of life like career or matters to do with finances or matters to do with uh, 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 even church because you can also have a church that is not God-centered. So... Everything that is not God-centered malfunctions because God designed everything 
to function with him at the center of it he designed everything to have uh, to have uh, his will and his purposes and plans to be uh, to be at the center and that's why when in the lord's prayer that jesus taught his disciples which is a model it's not something that we are necessarily supposed to repeat it's just a pattern uh, uh, Jesus taught his disciples to pray in this manner. He told them to say, to pray and ask God, to say that thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you see, God designed everything to operate with his will and his kingdom, with him at the center of the equation. <clears throat> we can also we can also say that uh, God created mankind, male and female, to extend the rule of his kingdom on the territory of earth. Male and female. When you're speaking about man in the Bible, it includes women, not just men. So in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, uh, the Bible says this. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them he created them so you see the bible tells us that uh uh, God uh, ref uh, reflected in this time that man never existed. God had created the the first uh, uh, aspect of creation. And then he says, let us make man in our own image. And then he says, let them have dominion. In other versions, that's what it says. So God had always intended that man uh, be his representative in another territory, us a ruler and the bible also says the same thing in uh, psalms 115 verse 16 it says the highest heavens belong to the lord but the earth he has given to man so god has his throne in heaven but the earth he created man why to have dominion to rule as you have seen in genesis 26 so god had always designed man to be a ruler and however, what we realize is that uh, as we read the Bible in Genesis chapter 3, we find that the corruption of creation, both the natural uh, and spiritual realm, was introduced by the rebellion of Lucifer and the fallen angels uh, from the kingdom of, of heaven. Remember I said that all spiritual beings were part of the kingdom of heaven. So what happened is that uh, Satan desi desired to take over the leadership of the kingdom from God. And he was found to be proud. And he was found to have that interests that were of disloyalty. And he was cast out together with the angels uh, who accompanied from the kingdom of heaven. Then now in Genesis chapter 3, having been cast out, Satan came to the Garden of Eden and he extended, extended the corruption of rebellion from the kingdom of heaven to mankind through the temptations that he made uh, 
and presented before Eve and they ate from the knowledge of from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and and from that fruit also Adam ate and mankind fell into sin a sin that created the sinful nature in us so 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 you see that uh, god's original plan constituted man representing him on earth as a ruler that is pure and that is holy that reflects the value system the culture the glory the authority of the kingdom of heaven but lucifer having been cast out of the kingdom of heaven together with the fallen angels he now decided to engage in the corruption of mankind so you he interfered yeah so to speak with god's uh unadulterated plan god's pure plan god's perfect plan of having mankind live a holy life as a representative as an ambassador of his kingdom on earth however god sent his son jesus christ who was born as we read in matthew chapter 2 he was born as the king of kings and jesus came to earth as the king of kings to reconcile man to god to liberate mankind from the dominion of the kingdom of darkness and to restore the kingdom of heaven to mankind according to god's original master plan so jesus came to wipe away our sin by paying for the price because the bible says that without remission of sins there is no uh, there is no uh, without the shedding of the blood there is no remission of sins and jesus paid for that by his blood and not only did he come to re- to uh, to pay for the sins of mankind but he also came to restore the kingdom of of heaven to mankind so it is important for you to realize uh, that you are not only called to earth you're not only sent to earth uh, to hear the gospel and then uh, try to get everybody to hear the gospel and just leave earth and go go back to heaven uh, Uh, go back to the state in which God desire, designed us to be. God desires that uh, when we are on this earth, what he had as his original plan uh, that we operate with a reflection of the dominion of the kingdom of heaven, of the culture of the value system on earth. And uh, we can see this from the scriptures in uh, Colossians chapter uh, from Colossians chapter 1 where we read before from verse uh, verse 12 this is apostle paul writing to the church in colos he says giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light that is the kingdom of heaven for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness that's the kingdom of darkness led by lucifer and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins so you can see that even though manna was sent away from the garden of eden through jesus christ we were brought back into the kingdom of heaven we are brought back to our place of dominion of the kingdom of heaven being our kingdom and that's why jesus will tell his disciples that that uh, that it is the father's pleasure to give us the kingdom and if we continue the same chapter in verse 18 from verse 18 to 20 this is what the bible says it says and he 
speaking about Jesus, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So you see, Jesus came to restore everything back to God, everything in the natural and spiritual realm, restore the kingdom to us. And you find that when Jesus was on earth, he always preached about the kingdom of heaven. In fact, the parables uh, that he gave, many of them, he always mentioned the kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who went to sow uh, a seed. He speaks about uh, about uh, the kingdom of heaven being like a, a master who left his servants with the talents and he went on a journey so he were, Jesus was always speaking about the kingdom of heaven Jesus was not focusing on religious practices and traditions huh, that we have made uh, kingdom life to be about we speak about Christianity just as one of the religions huh? but uh, we speak about uh, about uh, uh, life in terms of what we do on Sundays in church but when you read the Bible and we read the context in which we are speaking today, we, are, we realize that God's grand plan has always been a kingdom. And a kingdom is not a religion. In any language uh, of translation of this word, you'll find that uh, the, the kingdom is a, a governmental term. What is a kingdom? A kingdom is uh, the governing influence of a king over a territory. And the territory is called the domain. When you gain total control, total authority of a territory, we call it dominion. So God has dominion over his entire kingdom. And this kingdom has its origins in heaven, which is the headquarters. They are the whole sphere over which God rules on the natural and spiritual realm is what now we, why we use the word the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is not limited to heaven. Heaven is just a reference for its headquarters. We read about the kingdom being the kingdom of light. That's speaking about the nature of the kingdom, that it's a kingdom of uh, truth and revelation of uh, God. And the kingdom of darkness is a, is a, is a, is a, is a of falsehood. In this context, in that context, and we see God's grand master plan is for this kingdom has always been that this kingdom, as he started it from eternity, it will rule over the the dispensation of time, and at the end of time, when we go back to eternity, we will go back to the dimension of the kingdom. So God's idea has never been a religion, as we speak about it of having uh, rituals and practices uh, that uh, are there to please a deity. Uh, as much as religion is within the kingdom, it's not limited to that. God's idea is dominion. It's extension of his rule, its rulership. Therefore, we should also, uh, should also uh, emphasize that everything that God does is designed to advance the interests of his kingdom. Everything that God does 
is geared towards the interest of his kingdom. You see, religion speaks about conversion or about isolation and about speaking about we are the pure ones. We are the ones who are the better. And we and, and he speaks about isolation and transport to, transportation to another realm. But the kingdom speaks about extension of his territory. So it's the kingdom of heaven being extended from heaven and being extended into the sphere of earth which God created for mankind as you have just read from Psalms 115 verse 16. Uh, we, when we read in Isaiah chapter 9 <clears throat> verse uh, 6 and 7, we see this concept of extension of kingdom reflecting in the kingdom of heaven. The Bible speaks about Jesus prophetically through prophet Isaiah. He says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So you see, speaking about Jesus, and he's speaking about it in governmental terms, among other things that it's titles that he gives him, he says that he's a prince of priests. A prince is a title used in a kingdom, and uh, we see in other parts of the Bible, the Bible speaking, calling him the King of Kings, and then it's in verse seven, he's speaking, speaking about the increase of his government. You see, so he's speaking about governmental terms. So when you're speaking about the kingdom, you're speaking about a government. You're not speaking about a religious uh, body. Uh, and he's speaking about that uh, that, that uh, he, he will reign over his kingdom. Reigning is not a term used in religion. It's a term used in government. And so when you're speaking about the kingdom of heaven, we are speaking about rulership. We are speaking about governance over the whole sphere of the spiritual realm and the natural realm. Of course, we know that there is another kingdom that is fighting the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom of darkness. And the battle that we have in the spiritual realm that reflects itself in the, in the natural realm is a battle for dominion. It's a battle of kingdoms. A battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And Lucifer is trying in every sense to get mankind to submit to him, to get mankind to rebel, just as he rebelled from the will of God, from the purposes of God, by all sorts of uh, all sorts of tactics, all sorts of strategies that he tries to make man believe is the right way. And he tries to find a way to convince man to operate in a way that is independent of God. And as we realize that this has never been the, 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 the plan of God. God always planned that we will live with him at the center. With, because in a kingdom, everything is centered on a king. In a democracy, we're speaking about the will of the people. But in the kingdom, we're speaking about the will of the king. Everything operates based on the, what the king wants. The laws are made according to the king's interests. The culture 
is the culture according to the king's mindset. The values is according to the king. The glory is the extension of the glory of the king. The authority is delegated from the king. The power is coming from the king. So you see, a kingdom is very different from a democracy. And so that's, that, that has always been God's idea. That uh, we, as ch- his children, who are kings and priests through Christ, we are supposed to extend the rule of the kingdom of heaven on earth in our respective spheres of influence. And this is not supposed to be restricted only to <clears throat> religion. It's also it's supposed to extend to every sphere of influence. It's supposed to extend to family. Family should operate with the culture and the value system of the kingdom of heaven, with the principles of this kingdom, with the laws of this kingdom, <coughs> as reflected in scripture. Our government, the earthly governments, they're supposed to be submitted to the kingdom of heaven and its culture and its value system, its laws and principles. Uh, business world, the sports, arts and entertainment, uh, the media, the education sector, and every other dimension of life was designed to operate with submission to the kingdom of heaven. And the reason why they malfunction is because they don't have God at the center. The reason why we struggle with our life issues is because we are trying to live our life in such a way that is diametrically opposed or that is a departure from God's original plan of Him being the center of our lives. We are trying to create a life of financial prosperity, a life of governmental power, a life of relationships that are not consistent with the laws of the kingdom that are codified in the constitution of the kingdom, which is the Bible. That's where we have the problem. And and so we have to go back to God's grand master plan which is of the kingdom of heaven ruling in us, we have to go back to what Jesus was praying and was directing us to pray that his kingdom will come and that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You notice there it's not speaking about us going to heaven. It's speaking about the kingdom, the culture of the kingdom, the authority of the kingdom, the values of the kingdom, the rule of the kingdom coming to earth, that everything that his kingdom comes. And then he's speaking about his will, the will of the king to be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants to transform everything in our lives as human beings, everything in our lives as kingdom citizens to come to a place where we are God-centered and we live with a God-centered worldview. So everything that God does is designed to advance the interest of his kingdom and everything that is opposed to this grand master plan will eventually be destroyed and we see that when you read the bible towards the end in the book of revelation we speak about we we see the bible speaks about how jesus now returns and he speaks about him as a rider on the horse and uh uh, uh, and on and and on 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 him it was written, what he was wearing was written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's speaking about Jesus, 
king of kings. He's coming back not as a religious leader. He's coming back as a king. Lord. And when he comes back, as you read that portion of scripture, Revelation chapter 19 and chapter 20, you find he will destroy the Antichrist, referred to as the beast, the false prophet through whom miracle signs and wonders were performed. The one was connected to the beast. And then you see also Satan being destroyed, being bound. And you see everything that is wicked just disappearing. Death and heads being, heads being cast into the lake of fire. And you also see books being opened. And we come to a place whereby anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life. And that's all the people who had not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. As a king over their life. As a Lord over their life. They, are, they were all cast into the lake of fire. So that everything that remains will be everything that is within the sphere of the natural and spiritual realm as God intended. Whereby we see now the new heaven and the new earth coming down is pure, is holy, reflects the culture and value system of the kingdom of heaven. That is God's grand master plan. And that's what God has been trying to do from Genesis to Revelation, is to bring back everything back to submission to his kingdom, to submission to his authority, to his culture, to his value system, to his principles. And you have to re-examine our lives, your life, I have to re-examine my life and see, am I living according to God's grand master plan? Because we are all brought into this sphere of influence to extend the rule of the kingdom of heaven, to extend the culture, to extend the values, to extend the glory of the kingdom of heaven. Because every kingdom has glory of the king being reflected. That's what God wants. He wants everything to be brought under his grand master plan. As we continue to discuss matters related to the kingdom, I would like you to keep this in mind. That everything that we are talking about, when we are talking about thriving in the kingdom, we are thinking of, talking about operating and functioning within the boundaries of this grand master plan. When you are speaking about your life, everything that is that God has allowed to happen in your life is for the interest of his kingdom. The reason why God sent you to earth is for the interest of his kingdom. The purpose of marriage and family is for the interest of his kingdom. The purpose of money, wealth, is all for the interest of his kingdom. There is nothing that God designed to operate for us. And sometimes when you go to prayer, we are praying, uh, we are praying, the Bible says in now, uh, First John chapter four, uh, chapter five, verse fourteen and fifteen says, "This is the confidence that we have in Him, that when we ask of uh, ask uh, ask uh, ask anything, according to His will, He hears us. And when we know that He hears us, we have what we ask for. So we have to ask everything according to His will. How do we know His will? His will is according to the the His word, the constitution of the kingdom." His will, in a broader sense, is according to his grand master plan of the kingdom. So if you want your prayers to be answered, your prayers have to be aligned with the interest of the kingdom of heaven in your life and in your spheres of influence. So it's not about what you want. It's about what God wants in you for your life. It's not about 
what the majority wants. Somebody falsely said, there's a statement that you have heard before said in a certain context. It's not from the Bible, but it's said it's from the culture of the world system, which says that the voice of the people is the voice of God. That is not accurate scripturally, because as we see across the Bible, you find that people often rebelled against the will of God. God's idea is not to operate according to majority because the kingdom of heaven is not a democracy. So God's idea is not to do what you want or not to do what the people want, what Kenya wants, uh, what the US wants, what Africa wants, what the European Union wants. God's idea is to do his will to advance the interest of the kingdom of heaven on earth. So if you want anything to prosper and to be backed by the supernatural wisdom, power, favor, resources from the uh, limitless reserves of the kingdom of heaven, you, you, uh, you have to align your prayers, you have to align your actions to conform to God's interests according of the interest of his kingdom and his will his purposes, his grand master plan. I pray for you that as you reflect on what you have discussed today, that you will begin to have a shift in your mindset to think about centering God in your life, to think about allowing God to be the center of your desires. The Bible speaks about uh, that we should delight, that's Psalms 37 verse 4, that we should delight in the Lord and he'll give us the desires of our heart. It's not just independent desire. Every scripture has to be interpreted within the whole of scripture, within the context of the whole of scripture. And the whole of scripture speaks about uh, God's grand master plan of his kingdom, his will, his purposes. So if you delight in the Lord, it's not just about anything that you want. It has to be desires, huh? as influenced by the Holy Spirit and his word that conform to his kingdom agenda, that conform to his purposes. So it's not just about asking anything. If you ask for big things that are consistent with his kingdom, with his will, he says he will hear you, as you have heard from First John chapter uh, 5, verse 14 and 15. He will hear you. And if you believe he, and you know that he's hearing you, you will have what you ask for. May God give you deeper insight and I hope to see you in the next episode. Kingdom blessings for you.